Chic happens, y'all, but we got this. Natalie Riddell, Commander in Chic, here again with my sister cousin Koi Beth. Hey, y'all. Hey, girl. Hey. So Koi did an episode with us already, and before that episode, I asked for questions for Koi, and then all of a sudden, we recorded the whole episode and never asked her a single question. <laughs> So this time we're going to actually do the question and answer. We had so much, we had such a great episode the first time, but it did, we do still have these open questions that I think are going to be great to go over. So let's just launch in. Yay. Okay. So here's the first question. If you, in case, just for a little bit of backstory, quick overview, there are six of us granddaughters. I am number three in the lineup. Um, Koi is number five, and Jane is number six at the baby. And Koi and Jane are only 15 months apart? 15. 15 months apart, and Jane was not planned, but except Jane had planned herself, clearly. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, before time. Um, but they, my mom always called them frick and frack because they were, were and are a mess. But that's sort of the, the frame of reference. And um, if you haven't heard the other podcast, Koi Beth is – happily married to brad whom we adore and they are in the process of building a house because they have outgrown their first house because they now have six children <clears throat> wait how many kids do i have you have six really i <laughs> know you listen i don't I, think that's right it's, it's right i've seen oh, them Lord. i've seen all of them okay the little the little the little <clears throat> baby ducks that follow you i don't know it doesn't uh, seem like a good idea to me dr g gave brad a book picture book on birds and the bees he didn't read it but i think uh we were mm -hmm. we thought maybe after the fifth one but i don't i think he hasn't still hasn't read it actually no, it, it looks like mm -hmm. um okay so but apart from the six angel babies uh koi and brad did have some difficulties with babies and lost five had five miscarriages yeah. and struggled with infertility for a number of years and um so we thought that if she I said to her if you wouldn't mind sharing I know that that's a really very difficult issue for a lot of people and it would maybe be helpful to talk about it um okay so that's a little bit of the backstory also Koi is it was sent <laughs> no not the only reason that she's here but she is my personal angel and kind <sighs> of keeps my head above water nine out of ten days that I feel like I'm going under um, I think that goes both ways. But I really do feel like God intentionally has <laughs> you in my life. It's like you had a plan. I think so we, weird like that. <laughs> but Koi has a sixth sense, which is when I'm sitting in the pu the public's parking lot crying and can't catch my breath, she texts me like the song that I needed to hear or whatever that is. So she's a lifeline. And Jane and I call her our life hack. Because whatever it is, she's like, oh, here's a link to 12 of them. We're like, oh, okay, okay. That's solved. Bam. <laughs> she already fixed it. So we're like, wait, let's just ask Koi. Just give it to Koi. She'll fix it. <laughs> she's our fixer. <laughs> okay. Ready? Remember that time I was going to launch right into the questions? This time with feeling, though. No. This time, really, we are. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, this is a really great first question. Um. Melody Toby has sent this question. How to be content 
with not knowing why you can't have babies or you lost babies? That is a tough one. Um, So I think for me personally, I feel like God puts us in a position to have struggles and things that we walk through because um, if we're res- if, if we respond to it in the way I think he wants us to and are willing to share with others, um, we can help them not feel so alone and help them walk through those things later. So I think there is a purpose um, for it to happen, even if you don't physically know why your particular chemical makeup or whatever um, isn't functioning correctly for you to have children. Um, And so I think that's something that I've always kind of held on to is just knowing his purpose in this is for me to potentially help somebody else. And so I'm going to rest on that. Um, It doesn't make it any easier or harder. In fact, sometimes it makes it worse because I want to be like, really? Like you want me to suffer like this just to help someone maybe? Like it. there were definitely times where I had a really terrible attitude. But at the same time, I think back to times in my life when I've struggled and he's let somebody else that has struggled come along beside me and how much that has helped me walk through it and it not be so debilitating. I think just having camaraderie ship is worth it. So that's how I come to peace with it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I do the same with the recovery thing. Like I'm, I'm like, okay, it was, o- it is okay because I can use it for the good. Yeah. Even with the, like, mine is a lot of shame where it's like, I can't believe you drove your kid as drunk as you were. And he was in the back seat. And I did. And I <laughs> makes me about start crying just to say it. Yeah. But I can't stay there. Yes. I can only not do that anymore and say, okay, that was pain, but you're using it for the good. Yeah. And so it's hard when you're in the pain though. It's to really do that. hard. It's really hard. Um and and it's hard not I mean it's hard not to ask why. Oh, and I do I think, it every day. I think it's okay to ask why. Yeah, I mean, I do too. God's a big God. He can handle anything we dish out. And he understands anger. You don't think that he wasn't frustrated and angry when the Israelites kept, you know, turning from him over and over again. I mean, you know, sin's gross and it's something to get angry at. So the brokenness that we have in this world now because of that sin is frustrating. And, you know, God's God's promised he's going to walk with us through it, and he does. And then when we're on the other side of it, a lot of times he allows us, if we're willing, to use it to further his kingdom. So I think in the end, it is worth it, but it doesn't make when you're in the middle of it any easier. But I think what does help that is, like I said, having somebody who's maybe walked through it to come along beside you and just be like, hey, I get it, you Mm -hmm. know? Well, there, I mean, there is a huge difference between sympathy and empathy. Yes. And sympathy is wonderful and people feel sorry that you're sad. Empathy means they have also walked through that fire. Yes. And there is a different level of depth to that. And I've, I've told you this before, but you know, when I, I don't know why I'm talking, this is linking back to rehab, but <laughs> it is, um, <clears throat> um, when, 
you know, when I first got to rehab, I just thought they were all crazy. Yeah. And I kept waiting for the, the person that knows better yeah. to ask me the questions that will clearly show everybody else who's crazy that I need to go home right. and just try not drink so much. Right. Um, so when I finally ha- got to the official intake at um, the rehab facility in Gainesville, and I did all the tests and I'm like, roll them. I'm answering all the questions, roll my eyes. Like for the love, really, are we doing this dance again? Like, mm-hmm. can I, can I go? <laughs> um, she's like, okay, so we've got a room ready for you. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? She's, is she crazy too? I can't with this. Well, <laughs> turns out I need to be there. But <clears throat> what I was going to tell you is when I very first got to rehab, I was resistant Oh yeah, and mad. You know, and I still, like I've told you, that first night you go to an AA meeting they have there at that facility that's open to the public. And they were like, is anybody here for their first time want to get a chip? And I'm like, oh, yeah, looking around. Oh, <laughs> I'm so proud of them. And I then I'm like looking around waiting for the person and everybody's looking at me. And I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go get the chip because everybody's looking at me and everybody here is just as crazy as everybody else I've been talking to. I'm going to get my chip and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm the one that needs to get the chip. Okay, but that was, I didn't know that, Koi. Yeah. Okay, it's obvious now in retrospect and tra- a tragic comic <laughs> scene. At the time, I was literally like, oh, that's so cute. I wonder who's doing it. <laughs> and truly believed it and truly believed it shouldn't have been me. Yeah. Um. But what I was going to tell you is I didn't have the greatest attitude when I got there. Yeah. But within the first 24 hours, I started to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Either I can squander this mm-hmm. or I can lean in. And, you know, I don't do anything halfway. We okay. go, hey, I'm on everything, everything, honey. So I went, hey, I'm on that rehab program. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Just in case all these crazy, you know, what's maybe something a little bit might be right i'm gonna lean in with all their doctorate degrees and everything they might i'm gonna go ham on it but part of my ability to go ham was realizing because the first couple days you know you're in counseling you talk to a counselor you meet with the head psychiatrist blah and i'm like blah 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 wah 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 yeah until somebody was like you know the lead doctor is in recovery from like heroin heroin and alcohol Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh wait so what did he say again (laughs) wait can i can i redo that meeting can i have another man please have another meeting with the doctor (laughs) (laughs) like i rolled my eyes through everything then my counselor she's like i'm not in recovery but both of my parents were alcoholics Mm -hmm. and i lost one of them to alcohol Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh all right all right so again what what did you what, what did we talk about yesterday i feel like i didn't get that because i was really talking in my head about how you don't know what you're talking about and you have no idea how hard this is and if you knew you wouldn't be blah 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 i had all kinds of conversations in my head but when i found out almost all the counselors and staff like staff and certainly all the head people um were either in recovery or children of an alcoholic or somehow had been through that pain yeah it turned it around for me yeah all of a sudden i'm like okay wait 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 how long have you been sober wait okay like all, all of a sudden i have yeah. all these questions and yeah. you know what he's sober <laughs> like yeah. he did get sober he stayed sober and now runs the <laughs> clinic the yeah. whole place you know the whole shans recovery unit and has for years and is like killing it um 
maybe I'll listen because at least they know. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody in here understands how freaking hard it is. I've been a whole four days <laughs> without Chardonnay. It's and a big I'm deal. Really annoyed. Yeah. And if I ever need a glass of wine, it's in this joint. So anyway, it was a turning point for me. I don't know why I just went down that. Well, because they provided community for you because you had, and they empathy. had walked through it. Yeah. And they had walked like, through it. Thanks yeah. for, you know what? When you're in pain, it's like, you know what? I appreciate it. Thanks. You have I no really, idea. You, you don't know. Really yeah. Don't know that I am literally dying a thousand deaths and my heart is shattered and I can't think straight. Yeah. But thanks for feeling sorry for me. It's different. <laughs> it when is. People have lived through it. Yeah. And so I think it's important for that's part of what we're trying to do, share stories of pain and making it through. Yeah. As yeah. best we can. <laughs> Some days better than others. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Great question. Um, Britt May 23. What's your advice for first-time moms? What item slash tool couldn't you live without? Okay. Uh, now, this is going to sound weird when I say this because my youngest is nine months old. But it's been... It feels like a long time since I had an infant infant, but one of the tools that I can remember using often, often, often is a boppy pillow. Like I know, even if you're not nursing, is it a C shape? It's a C shape. Yeah. It's even if you're not nursing, you can use that with an infant to that's not rolling yet to lay them anywhere. So like, and it's, it's a mobile thing that's easy to carry around. And, and I actually always had one downstairs and one upstairs. It's that C. Yes. It kind of fits around pillow, your. And you can wear it for breastfeeding. Yeah. You that was put it around your waist right. and they can lay on it. So you're not having to hold it. And for me, like my son, Henry, he came out nine pounds, over nine pounds. Right. And like with you, with Sky, it is heavy to hold those babies if you're nursing. Now, I didn't nurse all of mine. They didn't all love it as much as I had hoped they would. But even the ones that I didn't nurse. I still used it even to the point where they were finally at a place they could hold their own bottle. I could lay them there and be around where they are, let them feed themselves while I'm loading the dishwasher and they right. could be, you know, on the floor or whatever next to me on their little blanket in their boppy doing that. So that's one definite thing. Bop it like it's hot. Bop, Bop it, it like it's, it's hot. hot. <laughs> Can can I say mine just because I don't yeah. like to feel left out of anything? Obviously, is the baby a baby character carrier? Like the I car seat? Like, no. Oh, like, the I wore Skylar. Yes. I wasn't a wrap. He had just I had one that for three days until yes. he outgrew the weight limit. <laughs> Those three days that I could wear him on the front. Yes, and then it switched just to your back. But yes. then I had one that actually had like. I've shared about it before. Like you could take it camping. It yes. had steel support. Yes. And and I could stand it up. It had like a, yes. the legs opened up. Mm-hmm. So I could set it down in the Target parking lot, take him out and put him directly in it yes. and then turn around by myself and get in it. Yes. And close the little thing. I mean, it took a minute. But then he also didn't love being in a stroller. Yes. And that way he could look up and see out. I wore that child. I mean, I, I mowed the lawn wearing him. Yes. I vacuumed wearing him. And we talk and talk and talk. But that was awesome because same thing. He was not light. Right. And even if they're 
even if they're not ginormous babies, like it's how you can't and your hands aren't free. How do you cook? Yes. How do you fold laundry? But you yes. can wear them. Yep. So the whole wearing of the baby was a yes. magical thing for me. And there are two brands out there now that I really love. The Ergo, Go. E-R-G-O, That's Baby that. Carrier. Yep. It is more pricey, but it is worth every penny. There, You can switch it to your hip. You can put it in the front. You can put it in the back. You can turn them towards you. You can turn them away from you. I mean, it just has. Sounds like the not for sex lot. yoga swing. I know, really. That's my business. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> I would say you don't have to get the Moby wrap, but having a wrap carrier is also fantastic. I usually just got mine on Etsy. They sure. sell them on Etsy for, a, they're not a name brand. They're a lot cheaper. And then you can watch a YouTube video on how to tie it up. Um, and there's several different ways you can tie them. I mean, um, that's what people, I mean, really people have been using that for yes. dec- centuries, like well, wearing babies having papooses exactly and i had two sets that were really close in age Catherine and amelia are 15 months apart james and charles are 11 months apart sorry i always pause then because it kind of makes me want to throw up it's a but lot it is but um having the smaller one on you so that you can put the other one in the stroller and everybody is contained like if you're going grocery shopping that is a game changer and so that was always or helpful. twins that would be good yeah, with twins, twins and too. Stuff too yeah um, the other, I think I had one more thing. Hold on a minute. Let me think about it. There was one more thing. Well, that let's I was not kid ourselves about passies and uh, don't mess around with the brand. It needs to be ma'am. It has to be a ma'am. Ma'am should be paying us money. I know. Ma'am but all the way. Our whole family, our family, we are all about ma'ams. I know. I even had some that did the ma'am bottles, which usually mine like Playtex bottles, but I had a couple I didn't even know that they did made ma'am bottles. Yeah. I had a but, couple that did ma'am bottles too, which I was like, you are really committed. I wonder how many how many monies <laughs> i spent on ma'ams oh i think we are probably pushing our two grand for our house probably why they're still in business yes okay but you know what we'll put links to all these things okay. for people so don't okay. you think yeah and i think that would be helpful oh, oh i have another one okay um so if you have a child that has reflux which i had three because their daddy has reflux i don't even know if they make these anymore so i might be saying something that they don't make they may have pulled them off the market <laughs> But the Fisher um, Price. We would like to say we are not responsible for any <laughs> <laughs> any uh, possible accidents <laughs> or health hazards. Thank you. Um, the Fisher Price Rock and Play. So it's a it's like a mobile crib basically, and it props your baby up like it sits them on an incline. And there's a strap in there you can plug them in and everything. But you can like let a bouncy seat. It's not a bouncy seat. It's it rocks. Okay. It rocks oh. like a crib or a cradle, I mean, but you can you you can strap them in there and then they are reclined. So if they have reflux, it's just a better position for them. They sure. can still be on their backs. You can still cover them, but there's a strap so they can't the sides are pretty high. It would be I mean, you'd the child would be way too big to be in it if he's able he or she's able to get out. But um Skylar had a bouncy seat that he loved yes and it was a metal frame it's just like flat on the ground and then a diagonal yeah <clears throat> but he was so weighed so much every morning i would just stand on the one part and stretch the metal like as tall as i can to make a more obtuse angle and by the end of the day it was like this acute angle in his bottom on the floor <laughs> there That's was hysterical. no bouncing in that bouncy seat no. but he was happy in that little seat he, he bottomed out every day oh girl but that but i love a bouncy seat i love well and the big thing is too 
learn your kid because like all my kids are really different. So like for three of them, that rock and play was critical. But for for three of them, they didn't really need sure. that. We didn't use it. So I think too, every kid's different. So there's going to be, I will say, do not waste your money on a diaper pail. There's no reason to have one. I'm a hard believer in that. I know that's crazy, but a diaper pail is a waste of money. Put it in your regular trash that gets taken out every day. Get you some scented sassy bags when the diapers are pooey. That gets that stuff out of your house every day. It's getting out of your house instead of sitting for a week in that room. So then when you go to change it, your entire upstairs smells like gross. So I'll just say. I did love a diaper genie though. No, no. Don't even do Jane it. Says Jane says she loves a diaper genie. If, if, if you're determined to do a diaper pail, get a decor. Wait. Okay. D-E-K-O-R. D-E-K-O-R. I did yep. love a diaper genie. A, de- okay. a decor is the best. It will not stink. And the way you change it is not terrible. So it doesn't last It doesn't last long. Okay. 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 Uh, did we talk about advice for first moms? Yeah, that was what all okay. that was. Okay, all was that. Yeah. Okay, boom. Okay, here is I for three kids. My sister also has six children, and they are all grown and successful and wonderful. Oh, that's successful hopeful. and wonderful <laughs> humans. Yes, oh, that's, that's super awesome. Hopeful. Okay, um, here's Melody, Toby, and that, oh no, that's the same one. Okay, <laughs> here's from Rebecca. <laughs> no, it was up here twice. I just want to say, for the record, it was po- it was Jane. You know what, Jane? That's not funny. That's why you don't have a microphone. You know what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's her microphone? <laughs> okay. I don't even know how to address it. Okay, here's a question. Not a question from <laughs> Rebecca. Well, it is a question. How do you manage to be so magical? Oh, I am not magical. Yeah, I am are. a hot mess. That's why H-A-U-T-E, you're magical. <laughs> well, we are, At least listen, we look good while we, we're a mess. <laughs> we, we keep it cute. <laughs> I try real hard. But Rebecca loves you because she Aww. knows you too. Okay, this is from Holly B. Diamond. Or Diamond. Ugh, I'm two years, ten months into fertility. How do you keep faith when it feels like God is punishing you? Oh, oh girl, listen, I can relate to that punishing piece because the life that, before I met my husband, I did not live the best life relationship least or in a what is that word relationship we have a whole glossary we'll add it (laughs) rebecca add it also with the poopyish what was the word yeah you said the poopies if it smells like poopies you made up a word i I think but it was good we'll add that too okay go ahead but if i i i I wasn't i I wasn't a virgin when i got married i mean there was a lot of promiscuity in my past and when i met my husband and had to explain to him you know you're not the only one it, it you know I always felt so guilty about all of that and so then when I started trying to have children and we struggled I remember feeling mm. like this is my fault mm. like it's because I didn't obey him it's because I rebelled it's because I did what I wanted to like he's punishing me but I will tell you this friend and I want you to hear this very very clearly God has a plan for you mm-hmm. and it is not to punish you he is only doing things that seem hard to make you stronger so he can use you later. That's all it is. So just lean into it, have faith in it, trust that he's going to move you forward, and there is a plan in this. I have dear, 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 dear friends who have never been able to have children but have blessed children with a home through adoption, and there are lots of kids that need homes. So don't ever count out 
you may not be a mom in the way you had hoped you would be, but there are other ways to be a mom that will glorify him right. and satisfy that need. And don't give up. I mean, she she ended up, they, they did lose the baby, but she had never been able, 10 years she'd been trying to get pregnant, never got pregnant. They got pregnant. They miscarried, but she was like, I'm not messed up. Like, I can get pregnant. They chose to not continue down that path anymore because they have two beautiful girls through adoption and they um, just didn't feel led for to go down that path. But um, I think they were just really thankful. I think for her, it was just healing to know there's really nothing wrong with me. I didn't do anything wrong. This is just the way God wanted us to go. I've, I've shared this story before, but I can't help but say it again because it's one that I lean on a lot. <clears throat> My dear friend from Richmond, Allie, um, they have three boys and the third, oh gosh, I can't remember what, it's a syndrome and I, Prater's, Prater's disease. What is it? Okay. I'll think of it in a second. Okay. But she had the baby and was in the hospital and he was born and they knew something was really wrong. And she said, she just remembers like losing it and saying, you know, why God? Why? Because she was so sad. And she said, I feel like I heard a voice say, I'm sad too. Oh, yeah. And I, like, I go back to that a lot. Like, it's not like God's pun. God doesn't. I don't think God punishes or rewards Prater Will syndrome. Yes. And he is. A, let, let me tell you. No, he nobody loves John. <laughs> like Dean. He loves him. So, we, when we if when John would get to church he would run across the sanctuary to love on john he'd go sit with john i mean their relationship was the cutest but um mainly what that has reminded me is it's not like we're punished or rewarded like i don't think god works that way no but he is there for all of it and we are not alone in our pain no not Um, at all and so god's sad too so don't it's not that you're being punished. It's not that some you know people are rewarded or punished. It's just life is hard and there's a lot of pain, but God is there too. Yeah. Um and it's hard too to feel I remember walking through my infertility and feeling like everybody and their mother was getting pregnant. Oh, that's and you do. And I mean you feel worst. like if I get one more baby shower, I'm gonna punch somebody yes. in the face. I mean, I love Jane, but she straight up got pregnant while I was walking through it and I did not like her for a minute. Sure. I mean, I was excited for that of baby. Of course. But, but that's I'm just saying it was just hard. It's just hard. So it's it's hard to feel it makes it it almost exemplify is that the word not amplifies. Thank you. Amplifies it even more when you feel like every time you turn around somebody else is getting pregnant and, and then there's a layer not. of guilt for not being happy yes. for that person because you feel bad or the other thing that it used to i used to really struggle with i mean i had a hard time with it is if i would hear on the news so i had to quit watching the news like sure. parents that weren't good parents i'd be like oh, i remember I feeling like really god you're gonna let them let have them, a baby? Be, them have a baby and not me but you know again i don't know I don't know everything. I don't know the plans, but that was just, you know, there's just a lot of pl- a pain in in walking through that piece of our lives if you want to be a mama. And so, yeah. and you know what? Faith requires a lot of waiting. Oh, yes. And that's hard. Uh, yeah. For me, it is. Like for trusting anybody. the timing of God's plan for you is not an easy thing. No. And no. I will say one way of dealing with that is just trying to stay busy 
like maybe it's a good time in your life to be like, you know what? I've always wanted to take jazzercise. Like maybe yep. I'll go get jazzercise or maybe I'll, you know, who knows what <laughs> Jane's face about jazzercise <laughs> makes me think she's doesn't want to ever yeah. go to jazzercise, which makes me think we have to sign up for jazzercise. Yeah. But, you know, maybe now's the time to like take an, a painting class or, you know, try something new, oh, plan yeah. a trip, like do something that fills your time because I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Sometimes, sometimes just making the time go is, yes. is not a bad thing. Yeah. That's we in planned grief a trip. too. Yeah. We planned a trip. We got a dog. We started serving in our church nursery just because I was like, I, and we got like a tiny little baby dog. She was like three pounds. I just needed something to look to forward to mm-hmm. and to love on. And that was really helpful too, just because it's a process. It's going to take time and, you know, it may end up looking different than you originally planned and being able to let go of that plan. Like sometimes God's trying to say, hey, you're not in control. I am. I need you to be willing to open your mind to a lot of different avenues. Right. And just being able to kind of step back and say, hey, all right, God, I'm I'm listening. Show me what you want. And, you know, show me what you're working with. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. OK, that was a good one, Quite. Thank you, Holly. And we're thinking about you and sending you lots Lots of love. love. Lots of love. And we'll go to Jazzercise with you. Oh, in a heartbeat. Even Jane will go. Yeah. Okay, River City Lights. This is a great question. And I'm... I like her name or his name. I know. River City Lights. I I think it's a girl from what the picture looks like. Okay. Okay. What transition was the hardest? This is a great question. One to two, two to three, dot, dot, three (laughs) three to four, four to five, five to six. (laughs) Okay, there, just to get them all off the table. And go. Okay, so. Zero to one, that's one. Yeah, oh, it is. I was just going to say, there are a lot of transitions that are hard, but really and truly going from one to two was a little bit harder for me. And I'll tell you why. It's a a long answer. So going from zero to one is hard because everything is new. Doesn't doesn't matter the sex of the baby, none of that. Everything is new, so it's all hard. So and you're denying self a whole lot in ways you probably haven't had to before. So your selfish, oh yeah, your selfishness is bubbling to the surface. Your impatience is bubbling to the surface. You're not. You're you're you're. You know, it's just there's a lot of transition. A lot of things that the Lord is revealing to you about yourself that you would not have necessarily known had you not had children. So there's that one. That one's tough. Going from one to two is harder, especially if it's a different sex. So I had a girl and then I had a boy. So everything is new because it's a boy. It's different. You know, the whole circumcision or not circumcision and how you change the diaper is different. And, um, are they going to nurse well or not nurse well? Like it all just, it's very, boys are different from girls just because genetic, you know, their makeup is just physically different. And so that, that's hard. But I think for me, the hardest thing was already dealing with mommy guilt before I had the baby, because I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm messing everything up all the time. Cause I'm really good at self doubt. Then adding that second one and having, to split my time and mm. feeling major that. guilt about that. Feeling bad that my child, my first child's upset because she really wants me to read a book, but I'm telling her for the fourth time today to wait a minute because I got to feed the baby. And I just, I hated that. That was terrible to me. 
and hard, 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 hard. Going from two to three was a piece of cake. It was another girl. So I'd had one of each sex. It was another girl. Yeah, I was outnumbered, but I was prepared for everything. I knew how physically taxing it would be. I knew I was not going to get a lot of sleep. I knew my time was going to be split even more. So I was prepared for everything. So three going to three was a cinch. How old was Nancy? Nancy would have been came? four. Yeah. Because there's about two years Which between each of them. Which also means she can get in her car seat. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's a little bit of There's a that. lot of that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of easier sure. aspects of it. Having the old, as the other, as the older ones got older, having a new one wasn't as difficult. Except that 15 months later, we had Amelia. <laughs> right. And so that, that fourth, her, she was hard. Not because she was a hard baby, but because the fourth. Yeah. The third was at a very busy stage. And then the fourth one was at a very demanding stage because they couldn't do anything. Sure. So that was difficult. And that was when I said to Brad, I don't want any more. So I think I answered my own question differently. I said going from going from one to two was hard, but I really think for me, going three from four. three to four was tough because of how just physically and mentally taxing it was to have those kids in those two kind of tougher stages. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two, <laughs> we don't know. It was at that was, point, you're numb. I mean, just, pretty much. I was going to say the other two. I mean, I throw well another one in. Yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, I'm already drowning. Just hand me another one. I mean, why not? I'll, I'll just kick a little harder. It'll be fine. They'll be fine. So, I mean, I, I think, I do think for me, going from three to four was harder, but I don't necessarily know it would be that way for everybody. I think if there right. was more space in between those sure, two. Sure, that would be, but the age difference I mean, of the kids makes huge. a big difference. And I've heard a lot of people say from two to three yes. was difficult. That like, it's like, okay, wait, we don't fit in a booth. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need a third row in our yeah. car. Like, that, that, that four is like a nice tidy package. Well, and also I, a fair amount of my friends that have a third kid had like the two closer together yes. and then had a one minute that was- and then had a third and that that that's kind of hard. You know, yes. it's like the, that age difference of kind of, okay, now I'm sitting at T-ball practice breastfeeding, yes. you know. Um, but anyway, I, I think a lot of it probably does depend on it depends on your family, I would say. But for me, it was from three to four. But I will also say, too, that when you were talking about having, um, oh, I lost it. Let's continue. Okay. You know, um, I, I don't think I've ever, I don't know if I've ever told you all this. John is one of six. Oh, I didn't know that. All boys. Oh, heaven help his mama. Well, so his parents were married. His dad was wounded in the war, and she was the nurse that. Okay, that is the cutest thing I have ever heard of. So, and they got married. (gasps) They got married, both really wanted kids, Mm -hmm. tried for a really long time and couldn't get pregnant. A a toddler, at her hospital where she works, a toddler was brought in in a child abuse case. (gasps) The toddler had a baby brother. They adopted both. The baby brother had been hurt enough that he still has some issues sort of special it's it's really sad it's really sad but they went from no kids to two baby boys right a toddler and a newborn that had special needs because of the child abuse situation so they adopted those two felt like it was a blessing she got pregnant not once not twice not three times four times 
Yep. Love you long time. Mm-hmm. So she, they had two, two adopted kids and then four boys. Yep. And like John, she was the Cub Scout mom because, you know, I did Cub Scouts and I was the den mom. And he'd be like, you know, my mom did Cub Scouts. And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> no, duh. She literally had a den. Yeah. Like she, she had, like she had to do something yeah. she, good. <laughs> they gave her curriculum. I mean, <laughs> of course she did. Whether she was officially the Cub Scout mom or not, she was, she was yes. a Cub Scout mom. Like yes, she, she had a den of six little cubs. <laughs> <laughs> it was just cute. Okay. So anyway, that, that's, isn't that kind of a cool story? I love story? that. Yeah. Yes. And John was number one, two, he was the fourth. Okay. He was the fourth. Oh, the I remember what I was going to say. Okay, good. Yeah, it came back. So you were talking about having three, like an odd number and how hard that was for moms to, you know, and parents just to negotiate that potentially one being left out. That's one of the reasons why I always said to myself I would have an even number of kids because even though there were four of us our of the Jane and Mai's family, there was my sister Jennifer was so much older than there was a bigger gap, yeah, there like was. a six year gap between her and Emily. So it was like Emily and Jane and I kind of grew up together. So I was the middle kid and I, that wasn't fun. I mean, Jane and Emily are wonderful, but I'm just saying being the middle kid, it's like you don't know Where how to fit. fit because you've got one that's the oldest one that's blazing a trail, that's getting all the A's you got the and baby doing all, who cheats. and you got the baby who everybody loves. So it's just kind of a weird place. You just don't know where to fit in really. And so I always said to Brad, I was like, I will never have an odd number of children but then after we had James, I was like, I'm good with a non-number Just kidding. of children. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help my middle child walk through it. I was made Look, to help her walk she'll through She'll be fine. She will be She's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, here is a great question. A. Holian. Y'all, I'm sorry if I say stuff wrong. It's about pronounced names incorrectly. I tried for many years with no luck. Have you ever tried IVF? And what are your thoughts? Okay, so right before we ended up getting pregnant with Nancy, that was the route we were going on. We were going to be doing IVF. However, um, Jane, what is well, y'all? What does IVF stand for? In vitro fertilization. Okay, so we just say tell what that is. So basically, what that is is it's getting pregnant not by having sex. So your husband goes in and gives a specimen. They pull an egg out of you. They put them together, and then they insert it into you. That's why they call them test tube babies. Like exactly. They, they yes. Im- fertilize the egg outside of you and start and then, the baby and then and put, put it in. in. Put yep. it in. Okay. That's exactly right. So, um, <clears throat> which I know, does insurance ever pay for that? No. Uh, I'm thinking a big no on that because all the friends I've had that have walked through in vitro fertilization, they have talked about how expensive it is. So that's making me think insurance is not yeah. really paying for it. So I have had several friends walk through. I've actually been with them. To give them shots like there's so you have to do shots at home some of the medicines and chemicals to help you keep the baby right um i have one dear friend who i helped her go through three rounds of in vitro fertilization that did not work mm-hmm. um but i will say this is my thought on in vitro fertilization i think it's up to each individual person if they think that's a good route for them i will say this god is the author of life so in whatever way he wants you to be a parent, if that's his plan for you, it will happen. Whether it's in vitro fertilization, naturally trying, through adoption, whatever. 
So I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong way to go about getting pregnant. I think you just need to determine what you and your husband might think is best for you as far as walking that path goes. Well, and I mean, I guess I'm stating the obvious. I've obviously haven't done it, but all that, the meds you take and all that, like I've heard people say it screws with your hormones. Like you you already feel like an emotional basket case over just the circumstances. And then you feel like you're on this ride and screwing with your body. Oh yeah. And I, it can, but I know some people that it doesn't affect, it doesn't really affect them as badly that way. But I, most of the people that I know that have walked through in vitro fertilization, it has been a rough journey, but for the ones that it's been successful for worth every heartache, just because they wanted to be a parent. And that was the way in which they were able to do that. So, okay. Here's a um, very, very important question m cross 312 have you figured out yet how you get pregnant (laughs) (laughs) that is my favorite question thus far do you do you feel like you get it now theory okay okay i have a theory all right good um but you know i could be wrong (laughs) well we'll know soon enough Uh (laughs) (laughs) oh here's a question from jane greer Oh, hey, I'm scared. I'm all of a sudden, my heart stopped You're beating. Like, uh, I'm terrified. Oh. This is going to be a loaded question. I can already tell. Who is your favorite <laughs> child? That's oh, so you mean. gross. No, but then don't worry. She follows it up with, actually, never mind. Who's your favorite sister? Oh, well, that's an unspoken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings, so I'm not going to say oh. it. <laughs> let's just move on okay okay this is a great one (laughs) i wish you could see her face she is coming there are all kinds of lights happening on the soundboard i feel like she might be making my voice change or something okay let's just not don't just don't make eye contact let's don't make eye contact oh lord oh lord oh lord Well, the soundboard works. It does. I'm glad to know that. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Can we hurry? Ask another question. She's stressing yes. out. The look. She's burning holes in, in you, my head. In your soul. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Mad about. Mad eye boat. That, I think, is her name. Okay. How do you make time for date night or alone time with hubby having multiple kids? Well, clearly, she's <laughs> figured out <laughs> a few quiet, well, not quiet, I'm sorry, uh, intimate moments <laughs> well i will say two <laughs> things <laughs> one is don't hurt your back Mm-mm. don't throw your back back out don't tell you back <laughs> i'll tell you one thing so i have i am very strict about bedtime with my kids because i need time. to make more babies <laughs> <laughs> sorry <clears throat> I need to have time with my husband. I just need to be able to have conversations with him. <laughs> the grown up. <laughs> yeah. That, that maybe, you know, even just logistically, like this child's dealing with this. This was asked today at school. How should we handle this? Well, blah, and blah, like blah. you got to like prep for the next dang day. Yeah. Yeah. I was always like, Sky, you have to go to sleep yes. now because I have to go pack your lunch, do the things, move the lunch. Like, yes. you, you have to have a life after. Absolutely. And then, you know, he and I would like to maybe watch a t- television show together that the kids can't watch or... Um, just have a minute to just say, hey, what happened at work today? Is there stuff that I can help you with? Because I used right. to work for him. I was a secretary for a while. Yeah, because you've been doing a whole lot of talking. We can tell that's what y'all do. Oh, yes. 
I think we do talk a lot. Jane, a microphone. Wait, did we order you a microphone? Please tell me. We well, got Jane ordered one. her microphone. Well, of course, Jane, she did. Jane ordered her. You think we're gonna keep that quiet? <laughs> like we got another thing coming. We got another that right thing coming. <laughs> Wait, but y'all, yeah, okay. It's so cute. Well, they worked at my grandfather's company. Yeah, my uncle Steve. Runs yes. Now. No, we were married before that happened. That was not how we met. But yes, right. we did, and it was for several years that we worked together. Um. So we make a good team. Like we really, and we loved it, which I know is unusual. So we no, were. No, John and I, I. Oh yeah, you guys I did mean, too. I mean, I loved working with them. I, I really enjoyed working with Brad. But so I, I have a hard bedtime. Like all my kids are in bed no later than 8.30. I need that because I have got, Brad and I and have And they need it. They need it kids too. Kids need to sleep. Yeah. Um, and then Brad is really good about planning date nights and allowing us a budget for babysitters because I need a break. Like I, I love my kids with my whole heart, but playing referee and mom and basically wearing six different mom hats because every kid is different. So the way I would punish one child is not the way I would punish another. The information I would tell this child is not the information I would tell another. So I don't know how you do it. Wearing all those hats is exhausting. So to be able to get away and just have time where I'm not trying to figure out whose diaper needs to change and what needs homework needs to be turned in and who needs this meal or whatever is so nice and to come home and they're just all in bed so Brad usually does that I would say at least once a month um I was about to ask the frequency at least once a month since we've been back in Greenville and I think because of quarantine I would say we're having date nights once every other week just Good. because I think both of us realized quickly with him with him traveling and and just us not being able to have any of that time how bad it was like our communication was really off we were easily irritated with one sure. another and so we we both I think he and I both realized having a budget for babysitting is detrimental for us so that we can have that time together We love Brad yeah, <clears throat> whole whole lot. He's wonderful. Heatabomb.com. Okay, what age? Do, oh, sorry. This is from Trish White Martin. What age do you think is the most fun? Oh, that's a hard one. Brad and I both love an infant. Like you would not believe. Like we. Well, we we believe you actually love an infant. We feel like we definitely we believe you, Jane. Yeah. Do you believe her to the point where Big we? Time. This is and this is crazy talk. What I'm about to say, and y'all gonna be like, what? To the point where when. We once we've launched most of our children, <laughs> just panicked. Jane just looked at me like, "Hey, uh, no, it's not that she bad." She gone <laughs> to the point where we've talked about and are seriously considering and praying about once we've launched most of our children, considering becoming foster parents for infants specifically because um, they're. And actually, we'd probably do it for older than that too because we feel like the older ages get overlooked a lot, but. Um, we love a baby and I don't know if I could do I, I could I would get so attached to that baby. That I would think be that's hard. A, I think that's a risk. That's a big yeah. big risk. But I think we Y'all are so sweet. I think we I think we're just, just something we're considering. But we do. I love that infant stage. But I will tell you this, the funniest stage is from two and a half to four and a half. They're who? They're hysterical. Well, and it's just fun because that's when they really start you really start seeing their personality. Like, yes. you know, the babies are kind of generic babies. Yes. And, but 
that's when they really start finding the things they love. Yes. Like you see their sense of humor. Yes. You know, like they really start to show who they are. Agreed. And it's fun. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And they are old enough to get into trouble that's funny. You know, I mean, that's that's a funny. Those are fun. It's not funny when you're cleaning it up, though. <laughs> well, no, it's not. I'm sure your mama would vouch for that, too, freaking brat. Yeah. Well, I had two. I have, so far, I've had two me's as, in, as <laughs> I'm dealing with James right now, and he is a whole whole lot he is the cutest okay wait can we pause for a minute yeah and talk about what happened this week with james oh my gosh i don't know if i can handle it but we'll try okay james is the next to last yes so he's almost two he'll turn two in december and he's as large as a three-year-old and um so a lot of the like booster seats and things like that don't really fit him well so we've been trying to train him teach him how to sit at the table and eat without a seat and so he was eating and he was starting and he got down out of the table and I said to him no nobody you know we got to get back in the chair and he had I don't remember what he had in his hand but something he shouldn't have had so I took that from him to put on the counter and he got angry obviously don't be taking my stuff Mm -mm. and started to cry and I didn't realize he had had, he had, I mean, I knew he was eating and wasn't finished, but he had a mouthful of food and sucked in and choked, like stopped breathing, choked. And so, sorry. This was Sunday night, wasn't this it? This was just Sunday. Yeah. It's a lot. So I started like my CPR Heimlich training kind of kicked in. From middle school. Yeah. It's crazy how. Stuff like you that. You saved your baby's life. Okay, I just had to say it. Go ahead. Um, So I gave him the Heimlich like seven times. Like I actually gave him like four or five times and he was going limp. He was blue and he was not, he was not responding to the stuff that I needed to do or that I was trained to do in order for him to start breathing again. So I told Brad, I was like, you got to call 911 because he's not breathing. And so I'm still trying I'm still doing the Heimlich and um, Brad calls 911 and they're sending EMS. I think I did the Heimlich. I mean, I say seven, but it was probably way more times than that. Um, was he on your lap face down? Isn't that how you do it when they're little, little? But he's three. He's as big as a three-year-old. Okay, so was so he, I'm doing like, I'm using my fist and trying to like shove up underneath his ribs right, is basically right, right, what right. you do. Um, so. But he went unconscious. Yeah. So. um he's he 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 coughs and i think i moved not coughed i don't even know the noise that he made um but he made some noise and then he, i could hear that he was kind of starting to to breathe break it the food yeah it was but it sounded awful and his color wasn't changing and so um mm-hmm. i went upstairs to put clothes on cuz i was like i think i'm going to be able to get him somewhere we have a uh, MD360, like two minutes from our house. I said, I'll probably be able to get him somewhere quicker than I could. Uh-huh, uh, ambulance. Then, the, then ambulance will get here. So I'm upstairs. I laid him on the floor. I'm like throwing clothes on as fast as I can. And he starts to vomit. So I pushed him on his side and I'm doing, um, there's this thing that you can do with the heel of your hand and you can either run it up their spine or not hit them. You don't want to ever bang their back. But the best way to do it is actually run up their chest. So while he was vomiting, I was doing it on his back just so he wouldn't aspirate. And then I rolled him on his stomach and started doing the heel of my hand up his chest um, just to try to 
help anything come up because I was nervous that if there was something lodged there and blocking, it it wouldn't let the like he wouldn't be able to get everything out and then he'd aspirate and it would be really bad. So even worse, like you don't want to aspirate vomit. That's, no, that's it'll burn. That's your how lungs. he lost Tyler. Yeah. So um, he finally. Like I, his breathing was a lot better at that point, and I picked him up and ran downstairs. He started to wake up, and um, EMS was coming in the door as I was coming downstairs. So they were really close to our house. Thankfully. That's awesome. Um, so they kind of hung with us to make sure his color would come back, which he did pink up pretty quickly. Um, he did cough and vomit a couple more times while they were there, but um, the trauma from his body trying to get rid of what was stuck in his throat left these little like red pinpoints like vessels around. like his little capillaries around his eyes burst and around his mouth um and they're still there like they'll fade eventually but they're like little tiny bruises mm-hmm. and um every time i look at those now i just i cry like it makes me sad and then like the day after every time he said my name i would cry just because i was like i might not have ever heard that again so it was really scary. It was probably one of the scarier mommy moments I've ever had. Will you say what Brad said? Oh, so you came, she still came to exercise with me on Monday. I needed by the way. to. Yeah, I know. She, she brought James and we, that's when she told me. Yeah. Um, no, I needed to exercise. Like I needed to just I know, that's, feel normal because right. it was just a lot. But Brad kept looking at me and going, you saved his life. You saved his life. And then I left that afternoon to go to the grocery store, do something. And he was like, babe, you're my hero. And then he started singing the wind beneath. Did you ever know that you're my hero? (laughs) (laughs) Leave it to Brad to help relieve a lot of stressful tension. I was dying. Honestly, you did. And honestly, you are. Well, I think I did anything any other mama would have tried to do. Even if she didn't know the Heimlich, I think any mama would have tried to do something to get that out. I hate you had to deal with that, but I'm I'm proud of y'all for handling it the way you did. Thank, Thank you for sharing that. Sure. I, I knew you weren't planning on sharing that. Nope, I just hit you with stre- it. A little stressful. <laughs> stressful day. Okay, this is a um this is a good question. Val Danny. I'm currently struggling with this now. I have zero sex drive. Is that normal? My poor husband. Oh, yeah. Um, I think anytime, like, anytime you're dealing with anything that you're having to do, like, a repetitive thing, you get to the point when it's not work. you feel like it's not working, where you're like, really? We have to do this again? Well, and I know, too, it's like, okay, well, am I ovulating it's but like, yes. should we do it at this certain angle? It's yes. like, okay, wait, I thought we were supposed to do this because we this felt loving we towards each, each other. other. And really now it's just a chore. A job. To, we're making babies and yeah. it's actually even kind of stressful. Yeah. When sex becomes a job, it's no fun anymore. So. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jay just goes, check. check. <laughs> so I, You're welcome. Yes, you are welcome. So I will tell you this. <laughs> Because this is something that Brad and I did in the second year. Don't worry about when you're like, yes, I get there's that stressful of, but I might miss this month or whatever. Take a month off every now and then of trying to get pregnant. Just take a month off. Don't or two. Don't try those two months. Just enjoy your husband and enjoy being married. That's what when we took the trip, I said we planned a trip. 
I was like, I just want us to be spontaneous. I don't want to think about when I'm ovulating or what my temperature is or whatever is going on down there. I don't even want to think about it. I just want to enjoy being married to you and not having to like try to get pregnant. Right. And so I think sometimes take a month off. It's okay. Like God has a plan for what's going to happen as far as your parenting life goes. Like don't feel stressed about how old you are. Don't feel stressed about any of that stuff. He has a plan. So if you want to take a month off, take a month off or two or half a year. Give yourself a break every now and then. Sex being a job is not fun anymore. And that's okay. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's just not. That's our, we hope that that's our strongest takeaway today. <laughs> just so you know. Once sex becomes your job, it's not the same. Okay. Um, well, also, there's the blowjob book. There you go. That would be a, that, this is that a could perfect, be a, this is a perfect, now that's an advertisement I could get behind. Yeah. <laughs> Jane's about to cut us off on time. Oh my goodness. Um, now that's an advertisement. You know what I need to call him? <laughs> oh, more, Jane has more questions. Okay, but, but also though, I'm not kidding. Sometimes you just have to, like part of what that blowjob book says, <laughs> Jane's checked out officially. Wait, I'm not, I'm not kidding though. Part of what that blowjob book says is like one of the biggest things you can do to do better at that is enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah. And instead of being like, oh, God, I got to do this again. Not that I've ever done. (laughs) Not that we ever feel that way. We promise. But like, okay, let me. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. But like, I can't wait to do that. And then you kind of change your mindset about it. Then it actually sort of. Does start to turn you on because you're like, yeah. okay, I'm kind of excited. Well, and then it. the best thing I'm about the luckiest girl in the world to get to do this. <laughs> well, the the bottom line too is the best thing about that is if you're not feeling it, you can always. That's another option. Like if things, oh. like if you're too tired, that doesn't ever take as long <laughs> as the other thing. Like I am just trying to help Jane. Don't be upset. Jane, I'm just trying. I'm talking to my here. married mamas out this there. Sometimes we've been up since sister out. I know. Sometimes we've been up since three o'clock the previous night, and, and so has he. And we not feel. <laughs> and we're Can not I feeling. Have some for <laughs> Where's the applause now, Jane? Where's that sound effect? You know what? Step off. Oh goodness. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes we're up late taking care of babies. We're not feeling it, but right. you know, maybe we hadn't felt it for the last three nights. I right. Mean, and you got to help your husband get out. It, get it done. Get her yeah. done. <laughs> just saying. I'm not trying to be weird or gross. I'm just saying. No, we're just being honest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're here for that. So also, going away. Like I think, like you said, taking a weekend. Yeah. Like sometimes. You just get stuck. I like, know. and it's like work, laundry, yard work. Am blah, I blah, ovulating? Blah, Do all we the need things. to have sex? Yeah. Like, I've, I've, th- like, planning a weekend or even do it at home, like a staycation yeah. where you actually, like, okay, I'm going to buy some cute undies. Yep. I'm going to shake, shape my lady parts like a heart. Yep. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to make. <laughs> I'm going to make a dinner that I know he loves, he loves. or this restaurant that I know he adores. We're going to get takeout from there. And, and I'm going to put on something cute yeah. and light candles in our bedroom. Like all that stuff is there for a reason. Like yeah. I do think that like, and I think even in preparation of that stuff, like that will kind of start you feeling more yeah. that Send way. Send him a little sexy kissy photo. Like just make it fun again. And it's okay that, you know. It's been a job for a little while. When you're trying to get pregnant, it definitely can be that way. But 
what else can you do for sex drive? I mean, hormones. Do you no, take hormones? Stuff you can, <laughs> I know that there's, there's, isn't there Lady Viagra? No, no, no. But I do know that there is. There are natural things that you can take. It depends on what is driving her lack of sex drive. Like if she's tired all the time, like I would get your vitamin D checked. I would make so sure. So maybe it's worth asking a doctor. Oh, absolutely. Because it really could be. It could be with all the, yeah, if another. she's on any sort of infertility drug or anything like that, it can it can mess with your hormones. So absolutely, I would strongly suggest going to ask a doctor and just telling them what all you're taking because they'll know better than mm-hmm. anybody else will what it could potentially affect. Ask your OB about it. Absolutely. Okay, here's a question, um, and we'll put a link to the blowjob book in the, in the oh, notes. Oh, no, we, this, now. Okay. Mm-mm, no, no, I'm not. I no, that's too much. Okay. okay. Uh, wait, I would like to say, <laughs> Jane. Oh, no. <laughs> Jane put her head down. I would like to say the people that have gotten the blowjob book have said that it has made a big difference in their lives. Well, you that's know. That's all I'm say about that. It's okay. Okay. Tools are tools. Right. That's what. Mm. Okay, Casey... Medeiros, did you deal with secondary infertility at all and the best advice on getting through the sad days? What's secondary infertility? Having a kid and then oh yeah, not having one after you had one? Well, okay. So I don't, ex- I've never Jane, heard about- you look that up? What's secondary infertility? Secondary infertility. Although I did have miscarriages between after- Between kids. Yeah, between kids. Um, and I talked about that a little bit in the last podcast- um, so that might explain some of it, but I, I did have sad days after I had kids and what is it? Jane's looking it up for us. Secondary infertility is the inability to become pregnant or to carry a baby to term after previously giving yes. birth. Yeah. Okay. So I did have that. I had it between Henry and Catherine. Um, we had a miscarriage and that one was probably harder for me than the first ones because I think I had had and heard so many stories of people struggling to get pregnant and I just figured you know that that was going to be a potential reality for us that that would happen but then I just felt like if you like everybody else that I had heard it unless there's some obvious problem if you can get pregnant everything should be good after that and that wasn't the way it worked for us. We never that's knew. That's probably leveling. It is. It was shocking. Like, it was so shocking. We never knew why I couldn't carry the babies full term. But then to have a pregnancy like that after I had had two healthy pregnancies was devastating. Um, we went to the beach. I had to actually I have a DNC. That. I remember yeah. that. And it was, it was a lot harder. That one was a lot harder. I remember us being in the ocean talking about it. What did she ask, though? How did I deal well, with it? Well, how did or? you deal with the sad days? But well, I guess it's like any of the other infertility sad yeah, days. I mean, I sat in the bed and cried one whole day at the beach. But thankfully, we were at the beach with my family, so my kiddos were taken care of. Right. So I could have a day to just really grieve. grieve. Um, but I mean, I still had days that were sad. I think, I think the big thing that helped me was knowing I I could have children, it could happen. So if we really wanted another one, we could try again and it could happen. But in the back of my mind, also knowing the other could happen made, made the first trimester of all of my pregnancies very stressful. Sure. I can't imagine. Yeah. Here's a great question from Heather. Heather E. Gibb. Why so many? Six is a lot. Well, we've kind of talked about oh, yeah. that in the previous one, too. Yes, yes. So we 
we love an infant 100%. <laughs> um, Brad, too, which is unusual for men. So after we had four, I felt done. Brad wanted another one, and I didn't. And so I felt it was kind of unusual for a guy to want more and a, the woman not to want more. I mean, I know that that happens. I had just not, in my experience, I hadn't heard that very often. So I really prayed about it. We had one more, and then Charlie was a complete and total surprise. Um, so that is why we ended up with six. <laughs> Here's a great question from Molly Mitchell. Or Molly Mitch is her name on here. How do you put up with Jane being a know-it-all? Honey, I am so used to it. I have lived with it for my entire life. Oh, Ew. gross. That's real gross. So the problem is... You and I text this oh, to yeah. each other all the time. She is right. She is right. That's oh, oh, for the love of all things holy. I mean, it really is. She is right, which makes it which makes it annoying, annoying and worse. <laughs> however, however, I'm so used to it. And my mom always told me I was a duck. Like most things, kind of roll off my back. <laughs> so her, her being that way. No, you're good about things rolling on. I mean, I think yeah. that's why you're great with the six kiddos. Like, you kind of just roll on. Yeah. Me, uh, my feathers would be all plucked out. <laughs> I'd be butt naked, lying on my back with my web feet up in the air. Now, I have days like that. I know, we all do. But I'm just saying, I think I'm just so used to it, it's almost like background noise. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's a lot. Gosh. It's a lot. Woo. Okay. Oh, here's a great one from KBell96. Where did the name Koi come from? Is it a nickname? Okay. A lot of people this. ask this. So I know. I love, doing it. I love this question. So it's an old family name on my mom's side. Her uncle, I think. Right? No, it, her grandmother was named Koi. Oh, and I thought then it was a man. There are two men. Okay. And then her, she named a son Koi, and then he named a son Koi. So I have an uncle, our Uncle Buddy. Whose name is Koi. Her okay. dad was named Koi and then his mom was named okay, Koi. Okay, I didn't realize that. I thought it was, yes. I just remember that it was an uncle. So we Koi Elizabethed it since two men before me had that sure. name. So it would be more feminine. And so they call me Koi Beth. Except for Cade, my nephew, the one who is obsessed with cars, also yes. now junior in high school and still obsessed with cars. <laughs> the first time he met Koi Beth, they said, This is Koi Beth. And he said, Corvette. Oh, yeah. And he called me, I loved it. He and called me Corvette for forever. He was like, Corvette, <laughs> Corvette. I mean, he's, he's like, going to have a child one day. He's going to name Corvette. somebody Corvette, and I'm not going to hate it. Listen, I'm going to monogram everything for that child. But it was so cute. He was like, like it blew his, his ever. Mind. And he could never hear anything other no, than that. Not Probably to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Koi Beth. We mostly say the double name. Yeah, mostly. mostly yeah sometimes we it's just coy. do coy yep. but it just depends um okay this is this is a great one and i think this goes out to all the mamas out there <laughs> the fab fam five how do you do all the things i can i can't seem to just take care of three kids work out and shower um i don't do all the things you just physically cannot Brad helps, and even with Brad helping, we just can't do all the things. So I just do the best I can, and God's going to fill in the blanks. And anything that got left off that day, it'll be fine. Tomorrow's another day. If we can pick up that thing that got left off, great. Um, my house tends to stay a wreck. Um, I don't always clean the pink ring out of the toilet bowl every day because 
there are just other more important things that I have to deal with. And that's, and that's okay for now. There will come a day where I will have so much time. My house will be sparkly clean and my car will never have water bottles and Cheetos (laughs) falling out of it as my kids are getting out of the car. Unless your kid goes to college, you have no more children and you still have Cheetos in your cup holder. Well, that's okay. That's okay too. Um, but you know, I just, I think, you know, maybe one day I'll have the perfectly clean house, but I don't, I don't. We all do just all. need to grant ourselves some a grace. lot of grace. One oh, of my yeah. friends the other day was like, why we would not treat other people like we treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why can we just be a little bit kinder to ourselves? Yeah, like I would never pass that kind of judgment on my friends no. and here I'm passing it on myself, you know, <laughs> or real. Oopsie. Jane, Jane, behave. I know. Do you know what? Keep it to yourself. Okay. And this one, this one, she's writing notes to people while we're trying to talk. Um, and they're not nice. Okay. One, one last one. They might be true, but they're not nice. It's, it's accurate, but that's all right. Okay. Katie Ann 725. This is, um, same thing. It's really along the same ones. I have one on the way and I struggle with feeling guilty for being overwhelmed and stressed. Yes. That's hard. Every yeah. mama. Every- Mom, it's like, mother, here's motherhood and you are you get to choose three sides. <laughs> what would you like for your sides? Um, I like guilt. I like a, another serving of guilt and then a third serving of guilt. Yeah. And then could I get some overwhelmed. A, an extra side of stressed and overwhelmed <laughs> yes. and some ketchup? Thank you. Yeah, no, let me just And supersize it. I know, right? Any mama that looks like she's got it put all together, she ain't got it put all together. She just better at hiding it. I'm just telling you, motherhood is messy. It's hard. It's stressful. You feel the weight and responsibility of growing another human being. And even just being pregnant and the anticipation of it. That is no small thing. No, it's not. And I think society tries to make it like, "Eh, it's not a big deal. You're just having a baby. No, it's a huge deal. The, The hormone craziness that goes on in a woman. I mean, back in the day before we knew what hormones were, a lot of women would get committed because in a, into a sane asylums because people thought they were going crazy. No, their hormones are jacked up. No, they had kids. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And a husband. <laughs> also, how does one get taken away to one of those places? <laughs> that sounds like heaven. And <laughs> what is the food that y'all, what kind of food service do you have there? Do they clean after? <laughs> They're coming to take me away. <laughs> That's me. Like, y'all come on. Here, let me, I'm going to put my address out there for anybody that wants to come. I do, I do not like buffet food service though. No. Just, I would prefer and it. can we have different colored gowns than the nasty green? Could we do a little pink or gold or Mix something? it up. Yeah. Mix it nice. up. They don't let you wear a bra. Because you ain't stabbed hey, I'm yourself. I'm not crying about and, that. Because <laughs> I know that from being admitted. Yeah. Well, listen, my pre-rehab days are we when really they took sad? my bra. Are we really sad about not wearing a bra? No. Listen. That free, sounds like free, wonderful. Free the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, could get, I could get real excited about that. Let me tell you. Okay. Oh. Okay. But that's another great question. And again, I think, as always, we kind of go back to like giving ourselves grace. Yes. And allowing yourself to feel stuff like I think a lot of what we all do like I can't tell you how much time I spend time feeling guilty about feeling guilty oh my goodness okay I mean if if that's not guilt enough I don't know what is but like you know what you don't I don't need to feel bad for being feeling bad about that that hurt my feelings yeah I'm not gonna beat myself up for needing a minute right you know and I think too just 
being gracious, but realizing we can't do it all because we're not supposed to do it all. That's the whole point. Every single time we don't accomplish a goal or something gets left out and we feel like, oh, I just can't ever do it all. Well, you can't. That's the point because us not being able to do it all is what points us to Jesus, right? Like our weaknesses point us to him. So we're made to want perfection and we're made to want to fall short. (laughs) Yeah, we're made to fall short because it points us to Jesus over and over and over again. So I think embrace the fact that you aren't perfect you're not going to do it all. We're going to try our best. And then those weak points are going to what help are going to what those are going to be our heartbeats that point us back to him over and over and over again. So we can stay in relationship with him and stay in contact with him. Like that's what those things are for. And I also think just like from a logistical standpoint, because I struggle with <laughs> this, like Jonathan says, plan a 30 year day. Yeah. Like that's not something that I by nature do. Like I am hard on myself. I will yes. have a list of 20 things. Yes. If if I get 18 of them done really well, all I can think about when I get in bed is those two, two. that I failed to do mm-hmm. and then unraveling at all the things about me that would have caused that. Yes. It's, it's not yes. good. You know, you and I have this conversation a lot because yes. we both beat ourselves up. Yes, we do. Um, and like then the whole level of perfection. Yes. And like how much you could have done even those 18 things better. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but again, I think that's just some grace. But also, like, I can't believe every day how much just comes up oh, that, yeah. that ain't on your list. Yep. And you get interrupted. And, and like, because it's not on my list, I don't even give myself credit for getting that done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, well, the but reason look- you only got 18 done is because you these five things came up and you got all of them done. done pretty yeah. well in the fifth one. Okay. Like d- I don't consider that when I still, you know, only see this glaring falling short of two items. Yep. So I do think, um, sort of being more realistic about what we put on ourselves in yes. the first place. Yes. Um, and also just remembering like some days, like I'm just proud of myself for getting out of bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there are some days where I'm like, okay, if all I do today is go to exercise because I know that's going to help me sort of stay centered, I'm okay with that. I, I'm not going – you can't be creative, efficient, brilliant, sparkly, enthusiastic, all the thing. Jane's saying, well, but can't you, though? No, Jane – Oh, well, thanks. Speak for yourself. Mm -hmm. You speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be all those things Mm -mm. all all (laughs) the time every day. Um, So you need downtime. You do. And and so I think we have to be forgiving to ourselves for that. Oh, yeah. I'll do a quick little book plug. (laughs) The book that I tried to give you. Uh, tried to give me she suggested it i ordered it and i filed it in my library and never looked at it again and then weekly she's like have you read the book i think it would help because stuff comes up and she's like if you'd read the book we wouldn't have this conversation so i really am a read the book well it's by my girl Jeannie allen who's probably one of we'll my put faves. this in the comments right yes. below the blowjob book oh <laughs> that sounds wonderful i'm sure she would love being underneath I mean, that book that's what she said oh um i'm sorry but what is it called stop the oh i'm gonna forget 
stop the cycle. Toxic. Stop the. Oh, hold on. I should look at my text because you text it to me on all the, the time. Well, hold we'll on. Put, we'll put it in the. Wait, but I I love that I. I know. <laughs> I love that I. You know what, Jane? <laughs> I love that I'm suggesting this book. Oh, get out of your head. That's what it's called. That's it. Get that out of it? your That's head. That's not what I would remember. Get out of your head by Jeannie Allen. Stopping the spiral of toxic thoughts. Because Koi and I have that conversation a lot. She and I both do that. We're awful. Self-abuse. If I could just be mute in my mind, it would be wonderful. But it does take practice. I mean, like... It it, really does. It's a deep... It's a deep habit. And sort of, we've been that way for so long that I have to, like, check myself before I wreck myself and sort of be like, no, you're not going to go down that thought pattern. You're not going to fall down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Like, let's go back to the things you did get done. So you can actually get better at it oh because there is nothing good that comes from that no, nothing no, 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 <laughs> it's no. not like that motivates me it no. cripples me that's exactly what it does and that's exactly what satan wants right he wants exactly. us to be crippled he wants us to be unuseful and so whatever he can do to just amplify that and help you be louder in that he will so yeah you definitely need to find tools to help you stop and this book was one that was kind of eye-opening for me so i would strongly recommend it okay we'll put that in the notes and i will i will get it put it back on my nightstand thank you so i can look at it there mm-hmm. and put my drink on it at you night better <laughs> read the words in it. <laughs> okay i'll read the, i'll read the words you better read the words <laughs> koi thank you for doing this i mean like because koi has no free time has hired you know hires a babysitter for her one freaking minute and comes over here and does this with us because she loves us and oh. we love her well, and, and we all pleasure. believe in this and it's fun and we hope it helps oh yeah um if this is our weekly free podcast if you don't already we um have we have a subscription podcast on patreon to which you can subscribe for 7.99 a month it is five episodes of more exclusive content because believe it or not we 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 even share more. <laughs> it's really amazing. If you didn't think more. this was enough, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Um, also, thank you as always for the ratings and the reviews. The five stars give us life. The rating feedback is magical. We literally screenshot and text them to each other back and forth all the time, um, and we love hearing from you. So thank you for that. If you would like some chic advice. You know we're all about it. Email jane at natalieriddell.com. If you're in recovery or know somebody who is and would benefit from a little bit of inspiration, we have sobriety clocks keeping track of our time in recovery on the website at natalieriddell.com. And if you would like your own clock or one for a friend or a loved one, email natalie at natalieriddell.com. Um, also, you're amazing and we love you and are super proud of you. You're a sparkly unicorn. <laughs> Thank y'all for being here. Um, you know, we know life life is things are hard, but I do think it helps to know we all kind of are going through stuff and we're gonna get through it all together. So this week, remember, when chic happens, we got this. <laughs>